0: This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 419. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 419. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. We're in a new month. If you're listening in live time, it is March. I can't believe it. I mean, It's just laughable at this point how quickly the months go by, isn't it? It's like a funny joke. It's not a nice joke either. It's a little cruel sometimes. Like I really, (laughs) I'm feeling like I can't keep up. But I'm excited that it's March because that means it's Shameless MomCon month. It means it's almost spring break month. And I'm very excited about both of those things. So I have Shameless MomCon at the end of the month. We have spring break for our family in April, which I'm very much excited about what we have planned for that. And so good stuff on the horizon. Also, after a, a record-breaking 80 days of darkness in Seattle with not a hint of sun, we've had a few sunny days, so things are looking up. There's an energy in the air for sure. I'm excited about our conversation today. We're going to talk about some things that have been hard, hard, hard for me, hard, scary, like diarrhea-inducing kinds of things around exposure therapy and around ways that I have been using exposure therapy in schemes specifically to help manage anxiety. And I will tell you, this is not a story around like I did this thing and then it was great. It's a story around I did this thing and I'm still doing this thing and I hate it and it's really scary still. And I don't know how to get over that, but I'm going to be here for it. I'm going to keep showing up for it. So if you're someone who struggles with anxiety and struggles with doing hard things and fear around dying, breaking your neck, hurting yourself, heights, speed, like showing up in hard ways, all of those things, um, this is going to help you out a lot. Before we dive into all of that, I want to talk about some feedback I've gotten in the last couple weeks because I think this is also super valuable. And this comes from another kind of exposure therapy. So I'm going to talk in this episode about exposure therapy as it relates to exposing yourself to things that are hard, scary, and uncomfortable repeatedly in order to Better manage things that are hard, scary, and uncomfortable. And in order to consistently find growth and joy from doing the things that are hard and scary and uncomfortable. One of the things that I've been doing in the last year ish, I've been more openly talking about race and racism and white privilege on the podcast. And I will tell you that that is uncomfortable for me. There's been this is like an example of exposure therapy. So exposure therapy is when you do the thing that's hard over and over again until it becomes less hard. And I have talked about race enough times on the show that it's gotten to be less hard for me. I still feel really uncomfortable because I'm, as I've said in the past, I'm always worried about messing things up, like coming across as insensitive or ignorant. I don't want to offend anyone. I also don't want to make a fool of myself or embarrass myself. And I also recognize that that's like all from a position of privilege that I would be worried about like how I might look because when I'm trying to elevate people of color. So I just need to get the heck over myself, right? So my exposure therapy around this has been like, I'm gonna keep putting myself out there and I'm gonna keep putting myself out there as someone who really wants to elevate people of color, who really wants to create sacred diverse spaces for women to thrive, and who really does some work around that to make sure that, that I'm able to uphold that as a core value. So what happened is in last week's episode, I talked about Black History Month. I talked about celebrating and honoring Black History Month. I talked about how I have been doing that in the month of February also how I'm doing that all the time, also how I have failed in doing that at times um, and felt like I have let people down and felt like I have not done my best. And so I got some feedback and I wanted to share that with you for our Shameless Mom of the Week this week. So you all know that Shameless Mom of the Week comes from mamas who leave reviews in iTunes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com slash review, you can leave a review for the show and let me know how the show has impacted you. And I got last week, I got an email and I got a review that were really impactful to me around the episode that we did, or the episode that I did around celebrating back and honoring Black History Month. So that was actually two weeks ago that episode came out. That was episode 415, if you want to go back and listen to it. So I'm going to first share the review that I got. Okay, so this review came from The Joy Journey, and she said, I'm a Black woman who has listened to your podcast for a year now. Honestly, I've been interested in flying out to your conference because I enjoy your podcast so much. My reservation that I had was based on the fact that I wasn't sure how inclusive the conference would be. I also didn't know how informed you truly are in race relations. I'm thrilled to hear this message during black history month. We need more of you contributing and sharing these messages and boldly taking a stance for women of color. It's not our responsibility to enlighten the world, but the responsibility of the privileged. Thanks again for this. I feel like I see you now and know that you see me as well. I'm hoping to attend your conference soon. So, Oh my gosh, that just, really, really warmed my heart. And I don't have these conversations for affirmations or validation. I have it because I think I have these conversations around race and racism and privilege because I think that it absolutely is the job of white people in privileged positions to be having these conversations. But to get a message like that and to know that someone felt seen because of something that I said and something that I shared and that someone felt comfortable in our community because of something that I shared, that means so, so much to me. So joy journey. Thank you. Thank you for your review and taking the time to make this comment and let me know how this episode impacted you. It really, really means a lot to me. And I so appreciate that and just appreciate you. And I will continue to do the work that I'm doing and I see you mama. So. Thank you for that. I also got an email from a former guest on the show. So Jodi Agard told me that I could read this email to you and share this story. She said she's an open book. So she sent me the email and I said, oh my gosh, can I share this anonymously? This is an important message that I think would be valuable for other people to hear. And she said, you can share it anonymously or not. So here we go, Jody. <laughs> it's out for the world to hear now. So she reached out to me and she said, I hope you're well. I'm still loving the SMA. I'm still an avid listener. And I had to stop by and let you know the power of your influence, your voice, and your podcast. In our interview two years ago, you and I chatted about my dad's suicide and leaving my drug dealer boyfriend. And we talked about being a mom and self-care, et cetera. What I didn't share was that my oldest son, the one who was in the ER with a bruised chest wall, so this was the day that we did the interview, her son was in the emergency room and we were like trying to figure out if we were going to still be able to pull off the interview. What she didn't share is, well, he's black and white. I listened to your podcast last year during Black History Month and you were sharing how when we say we don't see color, we negate the very essence of who that person is. I lost it right there in the shower as I listened. Tears streamed down my face during the entire episode. I unknowingly and unintentionally had been doing that to my 21-year-old son his entire life. Literally saying the words, "You are my son, I see no color." It was a huge awakening for me that led to sitting my son down and apologizing to him. It was a moment I'll never forget because it was as if my son was being seen by his mother for the first time. It was beautiful. I've brought my son up in a middle-class white family with no regard to his heritage. The books I read to him only had white people. The food I made for him were white people food. The list goes on and on. As he got older I've seen him struggle. As he's gotten older I've seen him struggle with his identity and where he fits in, and I've contributed to that. Of course I forgive myself, but what the heck did I know? If I could go back and change something, it would be that. Like Oprah says, when you know better you do better. This awareness has brought us closer because of the honest conversations we've been forced to have, especially lately. Only now, the last couple months, I'm really seeing my son step into who he is without having to choose a side, a feeling he's always carried with him. So thank you for opening my eyes, not just within my household, but into a broader perspective. Thank you for pushing me to do better. You've led me to so many other resources and learning that the color of my skin is in fact a privilege. My son thanks you too. So, oh my gosh, what a powerful powerful message and opportunity to have that conversation. And it's just such a beautiful story around perspectives. And sometimes like we just don't know what we don't know. And one little thing can shift everything. And it can create so much more connection and so much more power and so much more love and trust, and ultimately so much more growth for everyone. And so, holy cow, Jody! first of all, thank you for sending me this message. And secondly, thank you for letting me share it because I've gotten actually multiple messages from people over the last year from the episode I did a year ago, talking about how dismissive that is when someone says, I don't see color. And so to hear that that was happening in your household and you were doing that, oh my gosh, like out of the goodness of your heart, you were saying that. You were saying that because you thought that was the best thing to do. It was definitely with amazing intentions for your son. And now you know differently and you know better and you can do better. And that's a great, great example because I know so many people have reached out to me, especially about that one phrase that I don't see color and how they've had such a shift in perspective around that. So thank you, Jody, for reaching out and letting me share this story because I know it's gonna touch other people listening to the podcast, Other Mamas Lives, and that means everything to me. So this is my exposure therapy around talking about race, talking about privilege, and how over the last year it has gotten easier for me, but it is still really uncomfortable. And that doesn't mean that we stopped doing it. And it doesn't mean that it hasn't afforded some really amazing opportunities. And this is the thing. When we expose ourselves to these hard, uncomfortable things, beautiful powerful things happen. And so for me to be able to have these exchanges with listeners and for Jody to be able to have this situation with her son and these conversations with her son to take their relationship to a totally different level, what a freaking gift. And that comes from exposing yourself to uncomfortable things. So Jody's going through her own version of exposure therapy by talking to her son about holy cow, like I have not been truly seeing you and her exposure therapy around this is like, we're going to sit down and have these uncomfortable conversations until you feel seen and until this feels better to everyone in our family. And same thing like with me on the podcast. I'm like, I'm going to keep talking about this until it feels like it doesn't need to be talked about anymore. And I mean, with the way race relations are going on in this country, it's not anytime soon. So we will continue having these kinds of conversations. So thank you to everyone who's been here for it. Thank you to everyone who's open to hearing these kinds of things. Like I said in the episode, there are people who, when I talk about race, they say, I don't wanna listen to a podcast that's about politics because there's people who think that talking about race is the same as talking about politics. I don't believe that to be the case. So if you're listening and you feel uncomfortable and maybe even a little bit annoyed and like, oh, here she goes again, I appreciate you sticking with it In order to honor that there might be something that you could learn or there might be something that you could take away from it because I think sometimes that's the best we can do and I absolutely see you and honor you if that's the place that you're in right now and for those of you who are like taking it and running with it like keep on running keep on carrying out the messages around privilege and the messages around how we can make race relations better and how we can do everyone can do our own part to end systemic racism. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called understood explains. So this is show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is I swear it's like, Now let's talk about a totally different experience around exposure therapy. So the reason I wanted to talk about exposure therapy for a whole episode is because I've been getting a lot of messages around fear lately. And there's so much to do that I have to say around showing up in the face of fear and letting fear come with you, <laughs> like, recognizing like, oh, fear's going to go on this ride with me. And here we are together, like arms linked, walking side by side. And so actually, Gina Fresquez is going to be speaking about this very specifically at Shameless MomCon 2020 in just a few weeks at the end of the month. And I'm so excited for this conversation because I have really, really been conscientiously stepping into fear the last, I mean, for the last few years, but especially in the last year and a half, around some specific things, really putting myself out there. And here's the thing. Here's what I notice is when we repeatedly step into fear, step into discomfort, that it's kind of like we build up a callus to it over time and it becomes less uncomfortable over time. It becomes easier. And like the ouch to it, the like, holy cow, this is like super uncomfortable. I feel like I'm bleeding right now. Like that starts to diminish a little bit over time. And there's some areas of my life where I've seen that happen in really big ways. And so for me, like public speaking is one of them where my confidence around speaking has just grown by leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. And every time I got on stage, I am just like 100 times more confident than the time before. And I am so excited. Like it used to be that I knew I would do well on stage, but I was very nervous going into it. And now I am way more like, I know I'm going to rock it. And like even recording this right now, I'm speaking in California at Alt Summit. Actually, the day this episode goes live, I'm speaking in California at this event called Alt Summit that's for podcasters and bloggers and influencers who are women. And I have no nerves around this. I mean, I'm sure in the moments leading up to getting on stage, I'll be a little bit nervous, but I'm not like in the week in advance thinking like, oh my gosh, I hope it goes well. And like, I know it's going to be amazing. I know that I am going to like completely over deliver and completely rock it. And so it's interesting and fun that it's because I've exposed myself to this over and over and over that now I get to get excited about it. It's only in that repeated exposure to the thing that you are most afraid of that you can get comfortable enough to feel powerful as you approach the thing. So I will tell you another area of my life where this is not happening at all. (laughs) Because I think this is where it's most valuable. Like for me to be like, yeah, so I just got on a bunch of stages and now it's not scary anymore. Like that's all well and good. But let me tell you where it's not working so well and where I'm really doing some learning in the discomfort. So I talked a lot last year about taking up skiing. Vinny started skiing last year. I had historically been a snowboarder. My husband's a snowboarder. I was like a very nervous and very mediocre snowboarder, and I was always really freaked out about getting hurt. And so I never really got comfy, cozy in my technique. And I just had this strong sense that like snowboarding was not going to be like a lifelong sport for me. And then when Vinny took up skiing, I was like, you know, it's just a matter of time till I need to make the switch over because I'm not going to be like 75 years old on a snowboard. Like that's just not who I am. And Potentially though I could be a 75 year old on skis. Like that could totally be me. And so I got to thinking last year I actually had a kind of a bad fall on my snowboard early in the season and I was like, you know, this is as good as time as any. I'm just going to go ahead and make the switch now. So I got in ski lessons. I was really really nervous, but I took it really slow. I mean, I have to give like so much credit if you're in the in Washington the Summit at Snoqualmie, so much credit to the lessons I took there. I just did like their walk up lessons. I did a package of 3 of them and They paced it really well. I got really comfortable. I felt like it was done in a way that I never, like, there was times that I was nervous for sure, but... I went into it thinking like I was going to be afraid of dying the whole time. And I really didn't feel that way. I felt like nervousness, but I also felt like I'm taking care of. And these teachers are being really conscientious around like not pushing me to do things that I'm not ready to do. So at the end of last season, after getting, I took three lessons and then skied a bunch of other times during Vinny's lessons where I just stayed on green runs the whole time. So if you're not familiar, green runs are the easiest. And I was like, I'm kind of rocking it. Like, I'm pretty good. I'm basically like, I mean, I'm basically very athletic on green runs. And I even had my husband take a video at the end of the season. I was like, will you take a video of me coming down the mountain? Because in my mind, I was really fast and sporty looking. And so he took this video of me. And I watched the video back and I was like, oh yeah. Before he took the video, I was like, I'm probably gonna like post this to my Instagram stories or something. And then he took the video and I was like, actually, no, I'm not gonna be sharing that (laughs) because I'm not fast at all. I don't look super sporty or cute. I look kind of slow and old and scared, (laughs) which is not how I felt. I actually felt really confident and really good when he took the video, but it did not show up that way. It was super, super funny. So that was at the very end of the season. And I knew that if I wanted to keep growing as a skier, that I really needed to get signed up for lessons again and do a whole season of lessons because I wanted to get really proficient at a more intermediate level. And so I signed up for intermediate ski lessons, which I had to sign up for them last April because the ski school that we go to sells out so quickly that you sign up in April for lessons that start the next January. And so I signed up in April and I signed up for intermediate classes and from April till January, I had been nervous about like, holy cow, I am not an intermediate skier. I feel very much like a beginner still, but I knew like the beginner classes were like, here's how you put your ski on, here's how you get on a chairlift. And like, I didn't need that. So I knew that the intermediate lessons were probably the right place for me, but I was super terrified that the, like on day one, the teacher was gonna be like, let's just go hit up a blue run and see how it goes. And so, and for you those that don't know, blue is intermediate runs. So I had been doing green, which are beginner runs, and I was like very okay with just being a person who always skis green runs. So I started my intermediate ski lessons in January and immediately felt very comfortable. The teacher has been amazing. He was like our first few lessons, we're just going to see where everyone's at. We're going to make sure everyone's comfortable and safe. We're going to stay on these green runs right here. And I was delighted. I was like, this is exactly what I need. And then in the context of the class, I was like, oh, this is absolutely where I'm supposed to be. It was a lot of people in my situation who took a few lessons last year. And now this year really wanted to like get a little more skill and technique. We were all like, a lot of them are actually were newer than me. So we were all had different levels of comfort on green runs, but none of us were like, let's go on to the blue runs. Like we were all like, we're good right here. We're fine. But the teacher said, as we got into our probably fourth lesson or so a couple of weeks ago, he's like, we're going to have to hit up some blue runs. You know, Like <laughs> you guys are going to have to actually like do something that's scary this season. (laughs) So I knew that this was coming. In the meantime, we had taken a little family ski trip and I had attempted a blue run by myself, feeling pretty confident. And it went really poorly to the point that I got so shaken. (laughs) I fell down twice on the run and I got really nervous and scared by how steep the run was and how long the run was that I took off my skis and I sat down and I like, turned my body into a toboggan and sat on my butt with my skis on my lap and slid down the entire run on my butt. And like people, I mean, it was not cute. It was not graceful. I did spin around a couple times. Like I did some 360s on my butt because that's what happens when you're going really fast down a mountain. It's basically like inner tubing without an inner tube. So I mean, it was a scene. It was definitely a scene. And when I did that, It felt like the safest way to get off of the mountain because I was so scared and my legs were so shaky and my confidence was so shaken. But here's the thing. When you go down a mountain on your butt and you get to the bottom, you're like, you feel pretty defeated. You're not like, ooh, glad I made it. You're like, that really sucked. Like, I just proved that I couldn't do that. So part of me was like, I just proved I can get off of a mountain safely if I have to without dying. And then another part of me was like, you really could do better. (laughs) And so I had that experience. And then I knew that my teacher was going to be taking us up on blue runs within a couple weeks of that. And I had just been like, waiting nervously for him to announce when we were going to go on these graduate to blue runs. And so He told us last week, by the time this episode goes live, this will be two weeks ago, but he told us, he said, okay, we did the morning on the green runs. And he said, after lunch, you're going to have an opportunity to go to the blue runs. And he said, you guys can self-select. So there's like eight of us in the class. He says, you can self-select. If you want to go to the blue runs, I'm going to take a group of you over to blue. If you want to stay on the greens, you can stay on greens. So I was like, okay, I get to pick, right? But I knew as one of the people who's on the higher skilled side in the class, I was like, I can't stay on the greens. It would just not be the right thing to do. While it's what I really want to do, it's not the right thing to do. Also, I knew that if part of the class went to blues and part stayed on greens, that I was going to be further behind other people in the class. And let's just talk about me as an overachiever, perfectionist, competitive type of person. While I'm not competitive with other people, I'm very competitive with myself. So there is no way I was going to let other people advance while I was not advancing. That's just like, that's not how I do this. (laughs) So when he asked after lunch, he's like, okay, who's coming to blues? And I was like, I mean, I can't not go. And also my legs were shaking before we even got on the chairlift to go up to the top of the blue run, like shaking. My heart was racing. I was shaking. I could barely talk. He was like trying to tell us all this stuff. And I was like, Dave, I can't like, I can't listen right now. I was so cranky. Like I was in class. I'm kind of like the funny, like make funny comments and like, I don't know. I'm sure I'm annoying to people tell funny stories or whatever. And no, I was (laughs) I immediately became like the angry, (laughs) sarcastic, super annoyed student in class. And so we're getting ready. We get off of the chairlift at the top of the run. I am just... Petrified. Oh, and by the way, he's taken us back to the exact same run that I had taken my skis off on and sat down and slid down on my butt. He's like, that's actually the easiest run. So we're going to go there. And I was like, Dave, there's no way that's the easiest run. Like, I think that's actually a black diamond run. I don't even think it's a blue. And he's like, no, it's really like it's the easiest blue run on the mountain, <laughs> which was only more defeating to me. So he gets us out there and he starts having us go down the mountain and I cannot stop shaking. My whole body is shaking. And the way he's bringing us down the mountain as a class is he like demonstrates to us. He's like, okay, we're gonna go over here. We're gonna do a turn here, a turn here, a turn here. And then we're gonna stop. And so like in the middle of the mountain where it's still really steep. And so he demonstrated the three turns and then he stops and he's having us each go one at a time. And there's eight of us. And so I'm just watching people go and I'm so nervous and my legs are shaking. And I finally get to take my turn and I made it. But it felt awful because I was so scared. And then he has a stop and he tells us, gives us a bunch more instructions, has us do a few more turns and has a stop again. And it's a lot of do a few turns and stop. And my legs were shaking so bad. I was like, I can't keep stopping. Like Everyone else in the class was like, just quietly, gently doing what he said. And I was like, Dave, I can't do this. I can't keep stopping. And so I kept going at one point And I fell once because a snowboarder came and plowed me down from behind, but I did not fall from like losing control of myself or my own lack of technique or skill. So I got myself knocked over by a snowboard. But outside of that, I did not fall at all. So we got to the bottom of that run and I wanted to feel relief. I wanted to feel like, holy cow, I did that. And I didn't feel relief. I thought, holy cow, I have to do that again. Like now I know how to do this and now I have to do this again. And now this is like what I have to do. Now I ski blue runs. (laughs) And that doesn't sound like a fun next phase of my skiing career. So he took us up. He said, we have time to do one more run. Let's go for it. And we did another one. And again, my legs just shook through the whole entire thing. And I ended the day feeling like I'm glad that I did that. And also I hated every minute of it. And I don't ever want to do it again. And I know I have to go back and do it for like three or four more weeks of lessons. And that didn't feel good. So this last weekend we didn't have ski lessons. So the weekend after that, which is now a week ago, we didn't have lessons. We had the week off from lessons. And so our family went up, just Vince and Vinny and I went up to ski. And Vince and Vinny, after doing two green runs as a warm up, they were like, we want to go over to the blue runs. And I was like, I'm just going to stay here. And so I was like, I'll just stay here for six hours and like meet you later on this green run. So they went over to do their blue run. And after three hours, I'm not kidding. After three hours of negotiating in my head, And sitting and eating lunch in the lodge by myself, I texted Vince and I said, okay, I'm I'm gonna come over there and meet you guys. And he's like, okay. So for me to go over and meet them, I had to navigate across the mountain by myself through multiple blue runs. And I was absolutely terrified. And also I knew, I was like, I have to do this because if I don't do this, I'm gonna spend this whole day doing these same two green runs the entire day, which I've already mastered. Like they're not fun even, they're boring because I've done them so many times. And I will go home and be mad at myself that I didn't try these blue runs and that I didn't try this journey across the mountain by myself. So I did the journey over there and I get over there. And the whole way I'm doing this, by the way, same thing, like shaky legs, super nervous. My heart is racing. Luckily, Vince or Vinny wasn't with me because there was a few times where I was just screaming obscenities the whole time to myself, but like out loud. (laughs) Um, And so I finally I get over across the mountain to meet them. And my husband's like, I'm really impressed that you came over here. I was like, oh, don't even think that I have not been thinking about this for the last three hours and like having like mental gymnastics around this. So I get over there and then I'm thinking, we'll do one run and we'll go home. And Vince is like, he has an itinerary. He's like, well, first we'll go over here and then we'll go over there and then we can do this a couple times. And I was like, dude, I got like two runs in me. Like my legs are so tired from one journey across the mountain. We ended up doing four runs and I did really, really well. And I hated it. I did really well. My skills were great. And I was scared to death the entire time. And I came home and my nerves were so shot. Like I had no patience for Vinny that night because I had been so fixated all day long on doing this scary thing. And the entire time I was doing it, I was fixated on how scary it was. And so here's the thing. I'm glad I did it. It was hard. It was scary. My skills are totally fine. And yet somehow I'm still completely terrified. And this is where it comes into the exposure therapy part around, I know I have to keep going back and doing this until it's not terrifying to me. And that's the only way through. That is the only way through. And this goes for everything. The only way through is to go back and do the thing that scares you over and over and over until you build a callus under it, until it doesn't scare you, until it starts to bring you pride and joy and confidence and all the things. So I'm in this phase right now of skiing where I really don't like it. I dread it. It feels hard. It feels scary. I'm afraid I'm going to die. The chairlifts are somehow like way higher and scarier on blue runs, which I'm terrified of heights. So I can't even like take a full breath on a chairlift. If Vinny so much as like bobbles his kneecap or slightly turns his head on the chairlift, I freak out. I sit there the whole time and I'm like, lean back, Vinny, lean back, Vinny, lean back. Stop moving, lean back. Like I can barely be on the chairlift with him because I'm so nervous, but I'm making myself do it because this is how we get to the next level. I don't have any aspirations of ever skiing black runs, but I want to at least be able to keep up with my family on blue runs. And I want to feel strong doing it. I'm not doing anything that I do to be in it in fear. I'm doing it to overcome the fear, to feel powerful in the thing. And so I'm going to keep showing up until I feel powerful on those runs. So, what I'm doing when I come home after those runs is like the whole drive home, I'm thinking about how I did and I'm thinking about the turns and I'm thinking about the way that I executed them so that I wouldn't fall. And I'm thinking about the way I controlled the skis. And then I'm laying in bed at night thinking about the same thing. I'm thinking about how that pitch of that mountain looks so steep, but yet every time I went and made a turn, I did it. And I'm like visualizing myself coming down the mountain literally every single day. This is what I'm doing because this is how we use exposure therapy to get over the things that scare us so that we can take things to the next level. And I want you to think about where do you need to be stepping into that thing that scares you over and over and over again? Because I know that there are things in your life that you are choosing to sit back and be an observer of because you're too afraid to expose yourself to the fear and expose yourself to the failure and expose yourself to the falling. I am stepping into the fear, I'm stepping into the potential for failure, and I'm stepping into that potential of falling in big ways over and over and over. And when I show up and do that in skiing, let me tell you, it's making hosting Shameless MomCon a lot less scary. It's making getting on stages a lot less scary. It's making like all these other things in my life so much less scary because... Now I have a new barometer for like what fear really is. For me, fear is like dying on a mountain. It's falling and breaking my neck. Like I have so much irrational fear around mountains. And so now in the face of that, I'm like, oh, oh, having 100 moms come to Shameless Mom Con, no problem. I got it. Getting on stage in front of 100 people at Alt Summit, no big deal. I'm here for it. So this is the thing, we have to expose ourselves constantly to the things that are scary so that we can feel that fear right beside us and acknowledge it and keep going and recognizing that that fear will always be there and you only build power when you keep going and you let the fear just sit right there next to you. And I have done this very successfully in some places and been able to build those calluses where I can find the comfort and find the power very quickly. And in other places it's taken me a really long time, and skiing is one of those places where it is taking me a really long time, I'm gonna keep showing up for it. I'm going to keep pushing through because that's how you get through the thing is to go through the thing. You can't go around it, you can't go over it, you can't go under it, you have to go through it. And in going through it is how you find the magic. So for those of you who've been sitting back and you've been thinking, well, there's this thing I really want to do. There's this thing I really want to try. I want to write the book. I want to get on the stage. I want to ask for the promotion. I want to ask for the raise. I just had a conversation the other day with a woman, one of my coaching clients, who's in Tenacious is my business and leadership mastermind. And she was talking about asking for a raise. And she's like, I'm not even scared. Like, I'm going to go ask for this raise. And I'm not even nervous about it because... I know so clearly that I deserve this and I have built so much confidence this year around how to talk to people about my worth that I'm not even nervous about this. And I was like, oh, hell yes, (laughs) because she's had this exposure therapy all year long. She's been doing new things, trying new things, putting herself in new places to build power. So now when she goes to make this big ask, she's like, I'm ready. I got this. And that's what exposure therapy does for people. So I want you to think about where do you need to tear off that bandaid and step right into the fear? Because of the gains you will get, even if it's scary the entire time. I know last year for Shameless MomCon, we had moms who had never gotten on airplanes before. We had moms who'd never left babies before. We had moms who had definitely like never gone to a conference for moms before, and they were all terrified. We had so many women show up for Shameless MomCon last year, like, holy cow, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I don't know if I'm going to fit in. I don't know if I'm qualified. I miss my babies. I'm scared. And they all had amazing, powerful, transformational experiences, because that's how power works. Power is on the other side of walking through the fear. The power doesn't show up when you only do the easy things. You have to do the hard, scary things, right? Like you have to say goodbye to the babies for a few days. You have to get on the plane by yourself. You have to walk into a room of strangers. That's where you find the power. The power exists in those spaces. It exists in those spaces exclusively. The power does not exist where you're sitting right now. The power does not exist in your comfort zone. The power does not exist in the planning to do it in the future. The power does not exist in I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to do it when the kids are in school. I'm going to do it when the kids graduate. The power exists in doing it now and stepping into that place right now. So how are you stepping into that place right now? And specifically for those of you who have been thinking about coming to Shameless MomCon, I want you to think about exposure therapy. What could you expose yourself to that could change your entire life? Because the people that are coming back to Shameless MomCon, we have a Facebook group for attendees. And holy cow, there's all these people who are coming back for the second year that are like, I can't even believe what I've accomplished since last year. I cannot even believe what I've gained. Like, I'm not even the same person. I'm walking into this room a totally different person than I was last year. Because they walked out of the room last year at the end of the event, a totally different person than walked in three days earlier. And so for those of you who are sitting back wondering if this is the right thing for you, I want you to think about exposure therapy. I want you to think about doing it scared. I want you to think about the power that comes with letting fear sit right beside you while you take action. Because that is how you build power. And that is how you make change. And that is how you grow. So with all that said, there's only a very few tickets left for Shameless MomCon. I think the last time I checked, there was like maybe five to seven tickets left. Go to shamelessmomcon.com. Ticket sales close this Friday if you're listening in live time, March 6th. So do not delay. Go grab your tickets, shamelessmomcon.com. And then let me know. I want to know on social media. Comment where this episode is posted on Instagram and on Facebook. Shoot me a DM. Let me know. How are you stepping into this exposure therapy? How are you exposing yourself to the things that are scary, the things that you know you need to do to grow, the things that you are terrified of, but you're gonna do them anyways, the things that you're gonna do with your belly in knots, with your legs shaking beneath you, like real cranky and irritated, like I am with my ski teacher but you're going to do them anyways because you know that's the way through. You know that's the way into the power. So let me know. I'm dying to hear from you. I want to know what your takeaways from this episode are. I want to see you at Shameless MomCon for sure. And I want to see you grow into that shameless mom that you know that you are qualified and worthy of being deep down inside.